spiritually, we begin to realize that I don't just come to church for me. I'm actually there, most likely, for someone. Now, you, you still may need something. I'm not saying you don't need what you're getting ready to receive or, or the brothers and sisters around you. I'm not saying you don't need the body of Christ. I'm saying that you're never just here for you. You're here for someone. And when we approach things like that, it'll change everything about why we come to church. Because if it's just about you, we come to church if we feel like it. We come to church if we're in need. But when you realize that I'm actually here for someone else, that you actually carry some of the responsibility. It's a game changer. Amen? So something that I want to just share real quickly before we jump in to the Word this morning, something that I would like to see us do. And I don't know exactly how this works, all right? I'm still trying to weed through it a little bit myself. But I know that some of you have stories to tell. I know that some of you have had God do something in your life this week or last week. I know that God has moved and done some things in some of your lives. I've actually heard some of the stories even this week. I'm going, wow, that's really good. I'm glad to hear that. What we would like to do is hear those stories. I think it's good for you to share your story so I can hear it, so it can encourage me and strengthen me. And, and I think it's good for other people to hear what God's doing in your life. For one, it's not just the preacher up here all the time. It's actually all of us going, this is just what God's doing. And it's how God's ministering and moving in my life and, and some of the uh, opportunities that I've had. I, I heard a story, and, I, I, and I, I didn't get to hear it personally. I heard about the story of a young guy in our church who was at Walmart this week. And God just moved, and we're going to hear about that here in a few weeks, I'm hoping. But how God just moved and opened up a door and got to share with somebody and minister to someone. It's like, what? How, that's awesome. Because church isn't just supposed to happen in these four walls. In fact, we're here today. The whole reason we're here today is to get encouraged and strengthened and equipped to leave these four walls and to go make a difference in the world. That's why we're here, and that's what church is about. So we want to begin hearing those stories. So when God moves, God does something, and God doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be I was in, you know, the Dollar Tree, and I prayed for someone that had a leg cut off, and God put a leg. It doesn't have to be something like that. It was just whatever God's doing, we want to hear about it. So if God's stirring and moving in your life, he gives you opportunity to share with someone or do something, we want to hear that story. If God's been good to you and, and, and uh, did the miraculous in your life and opened up a door or whatever it is, we want to hear about it because we want you to be able to share those stories and those testimonies, all right? So make sure to let us know because that is something that I'm being serious about. I want us to be able to start sharing those together here on a Sunday morning, all right? So keep that in mind. Be thinking a little bit about it, all right? Amen. Amen. How many is ready to receive something good from the Lord today? How many is ready to receive something good from his word today? Amen. Hallelujah. Grab your Bibles if you have them. We encourage you to bring your Bible, to bring uh, your phone, uh, tablet, whatever you use for your word, whatever it is that you read out of. We encourage you to bring it on Sunday mornings. It's always good to take notes as well. That way you can take it home with you and look at it at, at a later time. Grab your Bible, turn to Psalms 
the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalms 119. Interestingly enough, that chapter is all about the Word of God. Yeah, Psalms 119. We're going to get there in just a moment. But we've been looking at the subject of losing it. Losing it. We've, we've talked all around it. We've talked about it. We've talked about the axe head that was lost when Elisha made the axe head float. We talked about Jesus telling the story of the lady who lost her silver coins and the gentleman who lost his sheep. We talked about that. Last week, Stephanie did a great job sharing from a different perspective than what I would have shared from. She shared about uh, the lost son. And I'm not talking about the prodigal son. I'm talking about the son of God. When Mary and Joseph lost him in Jerusalem as a kid and, and, and how they went back to get him. Every time something was lost, they went back and found it. It was worthy of looking for. And they would go back. They pursued those things that were lost. I heard Josh uh, Harris share this week how he lost a piece of something that they were needing. And he and Haley spent hours looking for it. Never found it, but spent hours looking for it. I don't know if you ever did find that thing or not. It's gone, but spent hours looking for that. I've talked to a different time. I remember one time when I was a kid. Uh, my, I don't know, I wasn't a kid. I was a young adult. And uh, actually, this happened twice in my life. Once was when I was a kid. Uh, and, and, and I got, when I was a kid, I got a, a hacky sack for Christmas. Does anyone remember what hacky sacks are? You remember those things? That is the coolest toy. If you had a, if you had a good hacky sack, you was the coolest kid in school. And, and, I, and, I, and I had the cheap ones. I didn't have a good one. I got the ones you get. It was just a, not a good one. But for Christmas, I mean, I was, my parents were big spenders. They got me a hacky sack. And, uh, and I remember getting the hacky sack. I was so excited about it. And, and Christmas is a big deal to our house. Now, you may go, we don't celebrate Christmas. That's perfectly fine. We celebrate, we celebrate the heck out of Christmas. I mean, we just had Christmas trees and presents and, and, and all these people, and we got wrapping paper, and I was so excited about my hacky sack. And I was so excited about what, you know, I could do with this and how cool I was going to be. And after it was all said and done, we're throwing away all the paper, and immediately and my dad, and I, I find myself doing the same thing immediately after Christmas. We get all the paper, and it's like, this is going to the burn pile. And we take it outside, and we're burning it. And then all of a sudden, I started looking for my hacky sack. And I'm like, well, where's my hacky sack? You know, I mean, I, I, I looked through all the other presents, my underwear, my socks, nothing. And I, I'm looking through every, I can't find my hacky sack. And all of a sudden, my dad goes, well, I hope it wasn't in the trash. I'm going, well, who would have thrown that away? And, and I couldn't find it. Sure enough, we go out to the trash by the burn pile. Guess what was laying in there? A crispy burn-up hacky sack that I couldn't be cool at school with for, the, for my life now. But it, it, and, and it was out there, and we just lost it. We just lost it. Several years ago, I'm an adult, and, uh, and I used to wear suits a lot and, and as a minister, and I thank God I don't wear suits all the time anymore. But... Uh, and, and I wanted to wear cufflinks. My mom and dad bought me a nice set of cufflinks. I'm like, boy, those are pretty sharp. I mean, I don't have anything, but I'm going to look like I do wearing these babies, you know. And, and, uh, and I thought, this is great. Same thing. We grab up all the trash, and we take my dad's like, got to burn the trash. We take it out after Christmas. We're burning it. I come back, and mom goes, hey, let me see your cufflinks. I started looking and looking. I'm like, well, where are my cufflinks? All of a sudden, I went, oh, please don't tell me. 
I go out to the burn pile. I start, I mean, I've got, you know, black all over me looking. So help me, I find the cufflinks sitting in there. I, I still have them at the house. I thought, no, I'll keep those things. And uh, they're not really shiny anymore, but, uh, but they still serve a purpose, right? Because when something's valuable to us, we tend to go do whatever we have to do to find it. When it's actually valuable to you, you do whatever you have to do to save it. When it's actually valuable to you, you don't give up on it in a moment. It's why when you are married and, you know, you're so in love, it's ridiculous, and before the honeymoon's even over. And I've heard people, oh, they're in the honeymoon stage. Eh, forget the honeymoon stage. You're getting married. Before the honeymoon's over, there's a good chance you're going to have a disagreement. And, it's, and, and there's something there, because that person's valuable, you don't just go, well, I guess this is over. One of us has got to go home. You know what I mean? No, you hold on to it because it's valuable. Valuable. It's something that's valuable, you go looking for it. So we've been talking about the things that you lose along the way. Maybe it's your faith. Maybe it's hope. Maybe it's the dreams that God has given to you. Maybe, maybe you once had the stirring of the Holy Spirit in your life and it just feels like you've lost it. What are you going to do about that? Just walk away and go, oh, well, maybe next time. No, if we've lost it, we have to take the time and put in the effort to go looking for it and find it so that we once again can enjoy those valuable things that God has poured into our lives. So today we're changing directions a little bit. We're going from losing it to hiding it. From losing it to hiding it. The, the Bible speaks of this subject quite a bit, about hiding things. Sometimes it's on, like has a positive spin to it. Other times it's more of a negative spin. But the Bible speaks of hiding things at different times. Jesus spoke of hiding things at different times. Now, hiding something and losing something is not the same thing. Losing something was an accident. Hiding something was on purpose. It's not the same thing unless you're one of those people. If you're one of those people who hide things and then you can't remember where you hid it, how many can relate to that? How many has ever put something up and thought, that's a good spot for that, only I'll know where it is, and a week later you're going, where did I put that? That's, that went from hiding to losing, all right? But the general rule is hiding and losing is not the same thing. And, and uh, so I want to just look at this for a moment this morning, just a simple subject of hiding things. Psalms 119, verse 11. One verse. One verse, but it's a big one. My version says, I have treasured. I'm going to use another version this morning. I have hidden your word. I have hidden your word in my heart, and there's a reason. Why would I do that? Why would I hide God's word in my heart? And what does that even mean? Hiding God's word. Well, he answers why he would do it. He says, I have hidden thy word in my heart so I might not sin against you, God. There's a reason. I've hidden the word of God in my heart. I've hidden this word in my heart. I've heard it and I, and I hid it in the depths of who I am. 
in the recesses of my heart, in the recesses of my spirit and my soul. I've hidden his word in my heart so that I might not sin against him. So I might follow in his footsteps. So I might hear his voice and follow after his voice. So I might know the word of God and hear the word of God and follow after the word of God. There's a big difference. Now get this. There's a big difference in between losing God's word and hiding God's word. As followers of God, as followers of God, too often we lose God's word. We lose it. God gives it and we lose it. God gives it and we forsake it. God gives it and we forget it. God gives it and we just turn around and walk away like it's no big deal. You need to understand something, and I'm trying to learn it myself. When God speaks to you, it is always a big deal. Never, never does God speak to you and it not be a big deal. If you hear the voice of God, if you feel the drawing of the Holy Spirit, if you sense the Spirit of God, it's always a big deal. The God of this universe, the creator of all things, is actually taking time to speak to Matt Snyder. I would say it's a big deal. If Elon Musk, for some odd reason, would call my cell phone, and it came up like, like I would have it in my friend, Elon Musk, I'd be like, oh, that's a pretty big deal. I'd probably take that phone call. Like, in fact, I don't know what would be. Right now, if he called, I'd probably go, excuse me, everyone. <laughs> like, Elon Musk is calling me. He may have a new Tesla or something he's wanting me to try out. I would probably take, because that's Elon Musk. Now, the God of our universe takes a moment to dial my number on occasion. It's an important thing. It's an important thing. And it's so valuable to me that I should and would do everything I can to not lose it, to, to not lose whatever he's given. Here the psalmist says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Hiding it means I've taken time to put it away because it's valuable. I've taken time to put it away because it's priceless to me. I've taken time to do something where I didn't lose it. It's not that I lost it, but because it's so precious to me, I've taken time to put it away because one day down the road, I may need it. The only reason that we would hide something is because at a later time, I may need it. That's why we would hide something, because there could be, come a day or a time when I'm going to need what I've been hiding. And when I get it back out, now think about this. When I hide something, I know one day I may need it. And when I go back to get it, at that moment, it's probably more valuable to me than when, it, when I actually hit it. It actually gains value. It actually can gain value when we hide something and we go back to get it. It's probably worth more now than it was when we deposited it. Because now you're in need for it. Now you're in need of it. Because of that, it becomes more valuable. I was thinking about hiding things away. I can't ever think about this subject without going to Luke chapter 2, and it's the birth of Jesus, and we've talked about it before, but if you attend here regularly, you've heard me talk about this. If not, 
Luke chapter 2 is the story of when the angel comes to Mary and says, Mary, you're going to have a baby. And Mary's like, I can't have a baby. I'm not even married, and I've never knew a guy. King James Version, right? I've never knew a guy. And, and, and the angel's like, no, it's not going to be just any baby. This is going to be the baby of God. You're going to call his name Jesus. That's a big message. I mean, that's a, you know, I've had God give me some words before, but that's a pretty heavy word. And I'm like, I'm going to have a baby, and it's going to be the Son of God. And I would be the person going, now say that one more time. Wait a minute, let me make sure I'm getting this right. You know, and, and then the angel left, and in verse like 19, I think it is, we see, I don't know if I had, I don't think I had that scripture, but in, in Luke chapter 2, yeah, it is, verse 19. Verse 19, she said that she, the word says she pondered these things in her heart and hid them away. She was hearing these things from God, these things, this message from this angel. And when the angel left, she didn't just go, oh, that was strange. Oh, must have been the pizza I ate last night. I don't know, something weird. Oh, that was a different message. I don't know. Who knows? You know, I don't know. Well, maybe one of these days I'll get back to it. No. No, the Bible says she took that message and she went, I better hold on to that. I better hold on to that. I better hide that away somewhere. I'm going to think, in fact, since she pondered, she thought about it over and over. I'm going to just say this real fast. Any of you ladies, if God ever showed up to you and said, you're getting pregnant, it's going to be God's baby, you're going to be thinking about that. You're going to be thinking about that for a while. Mary, the Bible says she pondered on it, and she thought about it, and she hid that message away, and she put it in the depths of who she was. She held these words close is really what it means. She held them close to her. She put them in the depths of who she was because it was a word of God. Today we're not talking about the lost things. We're talking about the hidden things. What have you hidden? What have you hidden in your heart? What have you hidden in your life? Both the hidden and the lost. Both of those things. Both of those things. The hidden things and the lost things are worthy of going back to get. They're worthy of going back for They're worthy of looking for. They're worthy uh, of chasing down. The difference is one was on purpose and one was on accident. I've never lost something on purpose, ever. I've never went, I'm going to purposely lose it. No, I've never done that. And I've never accidentally hidden something. One's on purpose and one is on, on accident. What are we purposely hiding away? What are you purposely hiding in your life? And just a few quick thoughts on this. Nothing deep this morning, but number one is this. You hide things that are valuable. You hide things that are valuable. Have you ever seen a, a, a dog hiding a bone before? We, 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 well, I say we. It's not true. Mackenzie has this little dog. Chase and Mackenzie aren't here. They're in, heading to camp, so I can share stories now. Mackenzie has this little dog, and she got it when she still lived with us, and this little dog, I mean, it was just a small thing, and we would give this dog treats, and I don't know, I think the dog's kind of smart, but it didn't act that smart to begin with, because it would take these treats, and it'd go over, and like, he would kind of look around, like, anyone, and he would hide the treat, but it would, it, I, we have like carpet in our bedroom, and he'd come in there and lay the treat on the floor and scratch the carpet like it's burying it, 
and walk away, and it's still there in plain sight. And I'm like, well, okay, Ripley, you know, you're a cute dog, but not a very smart dog. That's all right. And uh, people said that about me sometimes growing up, uh, except for the cute part, of course. But uh, they, and then she would take this bone or this treat, and she'd take it over by a, a pillow or something, and then she'd hide it, and she would do its, its best to cover that thing up. I'm like, there's no dirt, you know. And, and she would do her best because, because that treat, though she didn't need it at the moment, it was valuable enough to her to hide it away. Some of you have safes at your house or areas in your home where you hide stuff away. Some of you may be the per- you may be the guy who's got the coffee can in the yard or, or the, the area under the mattress where you I don't know where you hide stuff, but I will say this, and I've recognized and realized this in our lives. Rarely am I getting ready to throw a piece of trash away and go, you know what, better yet, I think I'll go put that in the safe. Yeah, I want to put that away because that's I don't hide trash. I don't put trash in the safe. I don't put junk in a safe place. I put trash in the trash, and I put valuables in hiding. There's something about life, and we need to understand this. We tend to hide things that are important to us. You don't put junk in the safe. You put valuables in the safe. The things of God should be of utmost importance to us. And and then... uh, understand we're talking about things of God this morning. And when God puts things in our life, it should be of utmost importance. It might be a person that God's put in your life. That should be of utmost importance to you. It may be a word that God has given you. You need to hide that thing away. It may be something God has blessed you with. You need to hide it away. It's it's of utmost importance to us. The word of God, the promises of of God, the dreams that God has given to us, the visions that he's given, dreams that he's allowed us to have in our lives and he's placed in our hearts, these words that he gives, these, uh, the, these, uh, these little bits. I don't know, sometimes God just gives bits of pieces, but they're valuable. And you may not even fully understand it right now. You may not even fully get it right now but they're valuable. And you need to hide it away because one day you're going to need what God has given to you today. And the only way you'll have it is if you hide it away because it's valuable. It's valuable. I want to share something real quick that I was thinking about as I was going through some of this. I think at times this is something that we could struggle with Sometimes we struggle with the idea of throwing away the treasures and hiding away the trash. I'm going to say it again, and we've all been there. You might not want to admit it today, but you've been there. There have been times when you've held on to the trash and you've thrown away the treasure. What are we hiding in our lives? What are we hiding in our hearts. Let me give you an example. A grudge that you've hidden in your heart is holding on to the trash. You've actually hidden the trash and at the same time threw out the treasures. And that makes no sense. Why would we live a life where we're hiding the trash and throwing out the treasure? 
Yet when we hold a grudge towards someone, I'll never, we, we, we arbor unforgiveness and we hold it in who we are. We're, I'll never forgive them. Preacher, you don't know what they did to me. They still owe me $20. They've never paid me that $20. Why are you holding on to the trash? Why are you hiding the trash? Hide the treasures. Hide the treasures in your life and throw away the trash. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You might go, oh, yes, but I'll never forgive them. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know how they acted toward me. You don't know what they said to me. Listen, you need to let that trash go. I heard one guy say unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping it kills the other person. Why would we do that? Why would we hide away the trash that happens in life and throw away the treasures that God has for us? And you only have, understand, so much space. And when we fill that space with trash, you'll never be able to hold on to the treasures. In fact, things like bitterness will keep you from receiving the treasures God has for you. Unforgiveness in your life will keep you from receiving the treasures that God has for you. All the good things that God has for you, why would we prefer holding on to the trash? In fact, and I'm not, I'm, these are, this is terrible terminology now, but there's some people in your life that you've been holding on to. And I'm not calling those people trash. Please don't misunderstand me. But there's some people in your life, they're sure not treasures. They're bringing some stuff into your life. You ought to be able to go, no, I'm not hiding that away anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. I want the treasures of God in my life. I want something valuable. I want something precious enough and worthy of hiding away. This trash isn't worthy of hiding away in my life. We hide things that are, that are valuable to us. We may not need them at this very minute, but we understand that there will come a time when we may need them. I, I watch some weird TV. I get it. I, I, Stephanie's all the time, like, she doesn't watch any of the shows that I like. So we, we have to watch TV at different times. But, but uh, I watch, has anyone ever saw, there's a show called A Curse of Oak Island. Has anyone ever seen that show? All right, there's some fans out there. Uh, these guys, if you don't know what it is, it's like in its, I don't know, 100th season or something. And these guys are on this small island out in the northeast somewhere, and they're looking for this treasure that they heard was once hidden there. And every episode, I'm like, I think they're going to find it this time. I really do. I mean, I think they're going to find it. And they've put millions of dollars. They've probably put millions of dollars to find a $100,000 treasure. And, and they've been looking and they've been searching. And, and they're always talking about how, you know, it's part of the Knights Templar. And, and they, they, they have got all this stuff. And, and it could have, like, uh, golden relics and religious artifacts and that Ark of the Covenant, you know, I don't know. They think anything's in there. And they've been looking and looking, and, and they're constantly talking about how someone hid it away so no one else could find it. Because it meant something to whoever it was, the people who originally deposited it. It meant enough to them to hide it. And I was thinking about that a little bit. And how in our lives we hide what's valuable. We hide what's valuable. And the reason that they hid it, just like any, you know, good pirate would do, they would hide their treasure and they would mark it 
so one day they could come back and get it, but they didn't want you getting it. It was hiding it to keep it safe. Now get this. God gives things into our lives, and we need to mark them, and we need to hide them so that our enemy doesn't come and take it. Why should I hide the Word of God in my heart so the enemy doesn't steal it? Scripture very clearly says there's an enemy out there that kills, steals, and destroys. And, they, and by the way, that wasn't prophetic about the U.S. government. That was talking about our enemy, Satan, and how Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And if we don't take the treasures that God has given to us and hide them away in our hearts, the enemy, get this, will for sure come and take whatever he can. Now, why would the enemy ever be interested in taking something from me, preacher? I mean, I don't have much. Why would the enemy be interested? I, I mean, I, I remember God speaking to me before, but why would he be interested in stealing that? Because he knows, I, I, this is crazy, but I think the enemy, enemy actually knows how valuable those treasures are. Probably understands how valuable they are more than you understand how valuable it is. So much so that he wants to come and steal whatever God has given to you. And so often, we offer it to him on a silver platter. We're like, well, yeah, God spoke to me, but I don't know, whatever, here it is. What if Mary would have done that? What if Mary would have went, oh, I don't know if I believe that story or not. I don't know. That's not where you go, Satan. I don't think I'm going what if, what if, what if to. What if God gave you a word? What if he gave you a dream? What if God spoke to you? I've heard testimonies for all my life of people, even as young. In fact, we've got a young couple here in our church said, for years I knew I was supposed to be a missionary. Even as a kid, I heard the voice of God telling me this. What if we just served it up on a silver platter? When, I don't know. I don't know if they're here to say you can have it. Well, you've got to take that and hide it. You've got to take it and hide it because he's going to do everything he can do to steal it. I've got friends of mine they knew, they're doctors now, they said, I knew when I was a little kid, God was calling me to be a doctor. Thank God he didn't allow someone, enemy to just come and steal that word. We hide it in our hearts. We mark it. X marks the spot. We mark it. And we hide it so that we can go back and get it when we need it, but also so the enemy can't steal it in the meantime. I, I, we have a safe at our house. Actually, it's not even our house yet. We have a safe somewhere. And uh, we keep valuables in it, stuff in it. Every once in a while, it used to be in our family room. I knew what was in that safe. And every once in a while, not, on, not often, but every once in a while, I'd walk over and I'd hit the code. I'd turn the thing and I'd open up just to check, make sure what I put in there was still in there. I have two kids. You never know. And I was like, I better, better just make sure. Make sure what's been put in there is still in there. When it comes to the Word of God and these treasures of the Word of God in our life, we hide them away. And every once in a while, get this, it doesn't hurt for you to go back and check. Make sure what you're hiding away is still there. Make sure what you've hidden away is still in your heart. Make sure it's still there. Uh, there are some things that we hide away that we need to check on because they're worthy of that. They're priceless to us. Most of the time, treasures that are hidden actually become more valuable. 
So we hide things that are valuable, and over time, what we have hidden actually becomes more valuable. You take a piece of, of gold, and you go, oh, man, that's nice, and you put it away, and you, you come back 50 years from now, most likely it's worth more now than it was when you hid it away. Don't you wish you'd have had a 1,000-gallon gas tank somewhere on your property about four years ago? That have been, it would have been gone. The neighbors would have came over and still stole that without an issue. But, but yeah, because we would have hidden it away and went, wow, one day it's going to become more valuable. We hide jewelry away. We hide money away. We hide things away because one day it's actually going to be more valuable. And, and really, I don't need it right this moment, but there may come a time when I need it. There may come a moment when I actually need that, and at that moment it becomes very valuable. I remember years ago when, uh, when Stephanie and I were young and we were just starting into ministry and we didn't have a thing. And I mean, we, we didn't start where we are right now. We, we don't have a lot now, but we didn't start where we are right now. We were like the rest of you. We started with hardly anything. I remember we was at a meeting in, in, what, or in uh, Illinois, I believe it was. We were ministering there and we were on our way home. We were driving our little car. We had a baby. And, uh, and I remember we're driving home, and I was looking at the gas ga- gauge. I went, oh, I don't know. This is going to be pretty close. You know, and I said, Steph, do you have any money? None. I have no money. Steph has no money. And, and all of a sudden, we started digging. You've done it before. You've been there before. You've been down the toll road, surely, at one point in your life, and went, oh, no, the tolls. What do you do? You start digging through the chains. We start looking under the under the floor mats, under the seats, in the in the you know in the uh, in the ashtray. They used to have ashtrays in cars, and everywhere we could find change, we were gathering up change. And all of a sudden, that change that was in that car became a uh, it, it was worth a whole lot more to me that day than it was the week before, because that day I needed it. That day, that change was enough to buy, like, now it'd be enough to buy a cup and a half of fuel. But back then, it was enough to buy a couple gallons of fuel and get us home. The treasures that you hide today, the words of God that, that you've received today, you may go, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that right now. Well, you hide it, and one day, one day you're going to need it. And it's going to be so, you're going to be so thankful that you hid it away You're going to be so thankful that God gave you that word. You're going to be so thankful that God gave you that person. You're going to be so thankful God gave you that church. You're going to be so thankful God blessed you in that area. You're going to be so thankful God gave you direction and wisdom. You didn't understand it at the time. You didn't even know if you liked it at the time. You didn't really fully grasp it at the time, but you hid it away. And when the day came, it became more valuable to you the day that you needed it than the day that you deposited it. That's the Word of God. That's how it works in our life. Most of the time, these insignificant things that God drops in our life. Several years ago, we were at home at my parents' house, and we were sleeping in their upstairs, and I looked in the closet, and we found the old photo albums. I've not seen those things in years. In fact, some of them I've never seen. I started pulling those things. I'm so glad Mom kept some of those pictures. And so I started looking through, and I was going, why didn't we take more pictures of our kids and more videos? And You know what I mean? Because those things that seemed so meaningless at the moment, when they were going, please smile for the picture, going, nah, 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 you know, 
30 years from now, you're going, well, I'm glad we took that picture. Glad I have that picture of my grandma. Glad I had that picture of my grandpa. Glad I had that. All of a sudden, those treasures now to me are priceless. At the moment, I didn't realize it. When it comes to the things of God, oftentimes we don't understand it, but they're treasures. Lastly, we want to look at this thought. Most of the time, not only do they become more valuable to us, as we, as we understand that, that value gains, it even becomes, the longer you hold it, the more valuable it becomes. I, I, want, I want to share a story. I'm going to need a little bit of help here in just a moment. I want to share a story about a man by the name of Joash. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to it real quick with me. It's in 2 Kings chapter 11. I forgot about this story. I've been reading through the book of 2 Kings lately, and, and I forgot about this story. When I read it the other day, I was like, wow, it's so good. I'm going to ask you, you Perry kids, come up real quick. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, Thomas, come up here just a second if you would. Yeah, you brother, you two brothers and that sister, come on up. I'm going to need you to help me because we're going we're gonna to walk our way through the story, but I'll be honest, it's kind of a confusing story, so I need, need a little bit of help. Come on up, come on up. Just stand right over here, guys. So what we have here, Thomas is the oldest, right? But Thomas, so, so there was this king. It's in 2 Kings chapter 11, there's this king. His name was, uh, uh, <laughs> and this is another reason why I wanted to help. His name was that, and uh, Ahaziah, all right? We're going to call you Ahaziah. And he was the king, and the king, let's see here. We're going to have to switch you two places here just a moment. Here, step right on this way a little bit, Thomas. There you go. Let's spread out just a little bit, all right? The king had a mother, and her name was this. I don't know. Athaliah, all right? And the king, the Bible says he's king of Judah, and he was doing evil in the sight of God. He was following the footsteps of this evil king named Ahab, and, and it was not going well. And, uh, and this mother, man, she was just all in with her, her son, Athaliah, was all in with Ahaziah, and, and, and she was just going to rule and do the things that's not really godly. And then one day, out of nowhere, some people snuck into his chambers and removed him, basically, and he was dead. We're going to do this. All right, now he's dead. Killed the king. So the mother, Athaliah, was like, Guess who's going to rule now? Now, it wasn't her position. It would go to his son. His son would be the next king. But Athaliah, the evil mom, the wicked mom, was like, I'm going to become the ruler. I'm going to take the throne. So she just, well, here's, it's crazy. You can read the story. I'm not going to read it all to you. She started killing her own grandkids. All of, all of Ahaziah's kids, she started killing because she knew if she killed all of his kids, she could be the queen, and she'd be the one that sits on the throne. So she started killing all the kids. I want to show you. I'll stay right there, guys. I want to show you a scripture in 2 Kings. If you have your Bible, turn there with me. 2 Kings chapter 11. 2 Kings chapter 11. <laughs> and I'm going to regret trying to read this, and you'll know why here in just a moment. I'm going to start in verse 1. And When Athaliah... 
Ahaziah's mother, saw that her son was dead, that's him, she proceeded to annihilate all the royal heirs. That's all of his kids, all of her grandchildren. Jehosheba, right, who was King Jeroam's daughter and Ahaziah's sister, secretly rescued Joash, son of Ahaziah, from among the king's sons who were being killed and put him and the one who nursed him in a bedroom. So he was hidden from Athaliah and was not killed. Let me explain that story by using papers, all right? So king is killed. Mother, Athaliah, is wanting the throne. So she starts killing off all the kids. These two people came by, and they found this man. I like his name, Joash. Pretty easy, all right? They find little baby Joash, who was the king's son. And they take little baby Joash, and they take him into hiding, and they rock him, and they take him to the bedroom, and they go to sleep, go to and they and they hide him in the bedroom, and then they bring his the, the lady that was nursing and bring her into the bedroom, and they say, guys, don't make a peep. All while he's hiding, mother over here is becoming evil, more evil. She thinks everyone's dead. She thought she killed all of her grandkids. I mean, how good of a grandmother are you that you don't even know who all your grandkids are, right? So she forgot one of them, and, and, but she didn't even realize She's sitting on the throne. The Bible says she was evil. She was doing everything that God didn't want her to do. She was making a a pitiful side of everything. And all of a sudden, this godly man comes up. He's like, Athaliah? I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this story, by the way. I think you're going to have to go, basically. I I think it's your time. You've created so much chaos, and there was an upheaval against her. And in the meantime, this person's like, something's got to change. And there was an upheaval, but he knew, he knew that something had to change, but he also knew the story of Joash. No one else knew. Very few people knew that Joash was hidden in a bedroom somewhere. The actual one that's supposed to be sitting on the throne. He's actually the one that should be king, but he was a baby, Right? So for six years, queen, evil queen, is ruling the country while heir of the throne is actually being hidden away. And then one day it's like, it's time. Today's the day. It's time to do something about this. And an upheaval came, and they, yep, mother got killed. A seven-year-old named Joash. They bring him over, set him on the throne, and say, you're the king of a country. Now, I'm going to tell you how bad that was. I'm going to tell you how bad she was. When they put a seven-year-old in her place, the nation started going, that's better. Now, we couldn't relate to that. But, yeah, that's better. i got to be careful because I know we're recording today. I'm just saying there's some really smart seven-year-olds out there. (laughs) And he became king over the nation, 
and brought blessing to it in many ways. Now, how did that happen? It happened because they hid him away, and when it was time, they brought it out. They brought it here. Let me have your papers, guys. You can go be seated. Give them a good hand for helping us understand the royal family. They hid Joash away for years. It wasn't for a week. It wasn't for a moment. They hid, it, hid him away until the time came. God's given some of you a word. God's given some of you a dream. God's given you ideas. God's put stuff in your life, spoken words into your life, and you've heard his voice and you've put it. Listen, there will come a time. If God speaks into your life, it's not for, it's, there's a reason, there's a purpose, and it may not be for this moment, and you may not understand it. There's been times God spoke to me, and I'm like, I don't know, and, and there's been times, honestly, I've went and told people what God said, and it just wasn't time yet. It just wasn't time. It's okay. I'm not, I'm just saying, put it in my heart. I'm so excited about it. I'm like, Grant, child, you got to hear this, and what God wants to do and then I realized, oh, God wants to do it, but it's not today. I got to wait for God. I got to wait for God. And in the meantime, I just hide it in here. And every once in a while, I'll go, oh, yeah, I'll revisit it. Oh, yeah, I did hide that in there. Oh, that's a good word. I can't wait for that to happen. I'm preparing for it, I'm getting ready for it. I don't even understand it, but I'm preparing. I'm getting ready. Because I know God's doing something. I know he's doing something. He's giving me this word. And here's what's crazy. They didn't hide Joash away so that he would die. They hid him away so he would live. We tend to think that we take these things of God and we hide it away. And oh, it's just going to sit and sour and die off. No, 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 no. No, they hid him away so, it would, so he would live. So when the time came. You know, Moses was hidden away as a baby. He saved a nation. Jesus was hidden away as a baby. As a young child, they fled to Egypt and so he could save the world. And we hide these things away in our lives because there's coming a day. There's coming a day when you're going to need it. And you've got to have it hidden away. You remove the treasure when it's time. You remove the treasure when it's time. Hiding the idea, hiding the dream, getting that word from God and putting it in our depths of who we are. And then the time comes. The time comes when we withdraw what we've deposited. When we go back and we go, I need that now. Now I understand. Oh, God, you put it in my spirit, but I didn't realize it wasn't for that season, it's for this season. I didn't realize it wasn't for that moment. It's for this moment. I didn't realize it wasn't for me. It was for them. I didn't realize what this was all about until now. I see it now. I see it coming together now. God's Word is no different to us. It's like a, it, it comes in seasons, and we hide it away, and then one day we get it out, and the timing's perfect. It's like taking a seed and hiding it away in the dirt. It's getting no light. It's getting nothing. And you go, well, I don't know if it's ever going to come up or not. You hide that seed away, and then when the timing is right, that seed begins to sprout. 
The Word of God's no different than us. We hide it away, and when the day comes, the timing comes for Joash to come out of hiding. When the time comes, and the time is right for Joseph and Mary to have a baby, for Jesus to come out of Egypt, for Moses to get out of the basket in the Nile River. When the time comes and the timing's right, we begin withdrawing what God's already planted in us. You only have it if you've hidden it away. And it takes effort. It takes acknowledging it. It takes understanding it well enough to go, this is important to me. This is a treasure, and I've got to hide it in my heart. You know why I said earlier we encourage people to bring their Bibles to church, their phones, or whatever? Why I said earlier it's important for us, and I encourage people, take notes. Because if, if I hear something, it's like I might remember it for about two minutes. If you walk up to me and you go, hey, my name's Bob, there is a chance I will remember your name. There's a really good chance I won't remember it unless I hear it three or four times. But if I write it down, I tend to remember it better. We're hiding these things in our heart. We're hiding them in our heart. We're hiding these words of God. When God gives you something, write, take a moment write it down. Put it away. Write it on something so you can go back and read it again. I, I've got notebooks in my office that I open up. And I read to them like, man, that is really good stuff. I've gotten saved three times this past week just reading some of my old stuff of what God spoke to me. Hide it in your depths so the enemy can't take it. Amen? Amen. Let me ask you a question this morning. You don't have to raise your hand. The question is this. Has God ever spoken something to you? What was it? You may have to go back a few years. You may have to go back 10 years. You may have to go back 20 years. There's been things that God's spoken to me that I had to go back a little while. And I'd have to go back and go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Where are they? Are they hidden? Do we still have them? Do we revisit them? Do we still go, oh, that's right, that was so good. I remember that. Hiding his word of